Welcome to part two of the Rouse Review, the City Works portion of the show, where we talk about uh, something related to city governance. Uh, today, it's going to be the Juvenile Detention Center, which your jurisdiction might not have within its borders, but highly, highly likely that your local town, city, county participates in a, a juvenile detention center uh, of some sort. And ours is actually located in the county, right? Yeah, ours technically the Winchester Juvenile Detention Center is in the county of Frederick County. But we are the fiscal agent for it. We're the fiscal agent, and they're kind of my employees. Right. Uh, so it's kind of weird. This is a yeah, yeah. It's um, but the six jurisdictions that participate with our JDC Juvenile Detention Center uh, all contribute to it. So uh, I know Erin is uh, anxious and eagerly awaiting this. So let's bring her on in. <laughs> Okay, welcome, Aaron Maloney. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. It's nice to have you. Um, <laughs> so, Aaron, um, I you know I always just say she she runs our juvenile detention center, but what's your actual title? I'm the superintendent. superintendent. Yes, superintendent. Yep, that's a better word. And which I think is a pretty appropriate word because mm-hmm. it kind of also has a you know, you're not just administering the facility, but you know we have a superintendent of schools, we have a superintendent of this facility. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it is kind of, it is a school. And yeah. in many ways, there is a literal school in the facility. Yes. Uh, but, you know, kids are learning a lot of other lessons <laughs> uh, there as well. So uh, let's start off just by talking about, you know, how you got into this particular field. Okay. And, um, you know, a little bit about your day-to-day, you know, life as the superintendent of a juvenile detention center. Okay. Well, <clears throat> I have no idea how I got into this particular field. Uh, Honestly, um, you know, you don't wake up one day and say, hey, I want to be a superintendent of a juvenile detention center someday. So that's true. um, (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) never crossed my mind. Just my my uh, my career path brought me this way. Mm -hmm. Um, So I have worked with kids my entire life. I went to Shenandoah University, got a uh, education degree, actually. Mm, okay. And uh, after school, um, I was working for Frederick County Parks and Recreations uh, as a part-time staff, uh, needed uh, um, insurance, and mm. I took a job at Grafton School. Okay. Um, and that's a residential treatment facility for kids with um, mild to profound mm-hmm. um, uh, mental health issues. And... Uh, so when the juvenile detention center opened or was getting ready to open in 1997, um, I took the opportunity and applied and I, uh, started there in 97, uh, as a shift supervisor and, um, worked my way up in 2005. I was, uh, promoted to the assistant superintendent in 2013. I was promoted to the superintendent okay. uh, position. So that, that has been kind of how I got to where I am today. Mm-hmm. And uh, so uh, a, a day in the life of a, of a, a resident in, in our facility. Mm-hmm. Um, so we hold kids um, um, predispositionally. Um, okay. Meaning that we hold them um, before they, they're, um, they, are, they are given a sentence. Okay. We hold them uh, pre-adjudicatory, mm-hmm. meaning before they're even com- found guilty. Yeah. Uh, and we or do that. Innocent. Only when, I mean, it, we don't just throw kids, and by say we, I really mean the judge. Mm-hmm. They don't just put kids in the juvenile detention center just because, meh, they, they feel like it. There's a there's yes. going to be a lot of very serious reasons why a child is held. Yes. You know, not just in general, but prior to disposition because 
you know, it's better for the kid to be at home if possible. Absolutely. Right? Oh, absolutely. So these are kids that for which they would be a danger to others or themselves. That is correct. Gotcha. That is correct. Uh, and, and honestly, we have been holding a lot more kids just because there's no other place for them to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and... And and so any any crime that you or I could could be arrested on mm-hmm. is is what we hold on. Yeah. Um, uh, with with the exception of we do hold uh, contempt of court charges on um, truancy. So oh, okay. uh, a kid can go to court. They are found uh, to be a truant, and uh, the 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 judge orders them to to go to school every day. Uh, you know, be of good behavior. Uh, they they misbehave, uh, they don't go to school, mm-hmm. uh, and then they come into us for um, contempt of court. Okay. So... Um, Did the parents get in trouble for that too? You know, I, I've wanted that yeah. um, because a lot of the times, um, you know, a lot of the times, sometimes the parents could could help more. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes the parents don't have uh, that ability. Mm-hmm. They have to get up. They have to go to work. They're, they're out of the house before the, the, the kid is, uh, needs to get up and go to, go to school. Sometimes the kids go to school. They leave school. The parents have no mm-hmm. idea. Uh, however, in the cases where the parents um, basically just allow the kids to run the home, mm-hmm. um, I feel like they should be held accountable. Yeah, yeah. Um, so... Uh, a day in the life of a, of a, of a resident in our facility. Um, we get them up. Uh, we wake them up at six forty-five in the morning. Mm-hmm. They have about fifteen minutes to uh, do their hygiene, uh, get ready for the day, make their beds. At seven o'clock, they are allowed out onto their living units. Okay. And um, around seven ten, they uh, eat breakfast. Uh, Eight ten, they go to school, and we have uh, seven Frederick County teachers, uh, one being a principal. Uh, we are very fortunate that two of our teachers started off as detention specialists with oh, us wow. back in '97, and wow. and so they have seen both sides. They've mm-hmm. seen the school side, obviously now with them being uh, on the education side, and they saw the detention side. So it's 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 really really helpful mm-hmm. that they understand both sides of that. Um, so our teachers are Frederick County teachers. Uh, they do an unbelievable job with these kids because uh, we, in their classes, uh, they could have a, a child uh, reading and writing on a second or third grade level, mm-hmm. um, math skills on a second or third grade level, and then they could have a child that is on grade level or above in that mm-hmm. same class, and they've got to find a way to educate that mm-hmm. child, all those, all those children. So, and they do an unbelievable job with those kids. Um, So they get a full school day. They do. Wow. They do. And what ages do we So sentenced to us Mm -hmm. by Code of Virginia, they have to be at least 14 years of age. Okay. Uh, We hold 14 to 17. Um, Our DJJ, which is the Department of Juvenile Mm -hmm. Justice certification, we do not go above 18. So once they turn 18, they they usually go to an adult facility. Okay, high school age. uh, But we will hold um, um, predispositionally kids. We've had kids as young as 10. Wow. Uh, And so, again, our teachers have to be able to Mm -hmm. and be prepared to teach uh, potential elementary school. Yeah. Um, uh, so 
they get 27 and a half hours of instruction per week. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, they go to school at 810. And the way we have it set up is our kids actually move every 15 minutes. They move throughout the building like mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. A bit, uh, like a high school, like yeah. a regular high school. Um, they go back to their pods uh, for at 11 o'clock for lunch. Mm-hmm. 11.50, they start back up. 2.30, they go back to their pods for shift change, uh, population count. Uh, and... They stay in their cells until three o'clock. We let them out of their cells. Uh, three to four mm-hmm. is uh, programming, depending upon the day, mm-hmm. and uh, really depending upon uh, what the pod officer has yeah. uh, ready for them for that day. Interesting. Um, they do get a three o'clock snack, um, and then uh, four o'clock they eat dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, usually between five and seven. Uh, each area gets to go up and use rec for at least an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to give them one hour of large muscle mm-hmm. movement per day, and that is not to include PE class. Mm. Okay. Um, so uh, then they go back to their their pods. They get um, they go to their cells. They take showers. Uh, we have uh, one child out at a time mm. for their shower. And then, depending upon their level, their behavioral management level, uh, they start bedtimes at 8.30. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, again, depending upon their level, um, new intakes, 8.30. Then as they move up there uh, and earn certain mm-hmm. privileges, 9 o'clock, 9.30. Yeah. And, then, uh, and then everybody's locked in their cell until 6.45 the next day. And when you say population count, I can't imagine it takes too long because we have how many kids there so, now? Uh, today we have 17. 17. It's a little uh, high today. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. So, so we're not talking about hundreds of kids. No. So no. If you're imagining this like mass incarceration of <laughs> no. children, no. Uh, we're, we're talking 17 kids for the region. Right. Correct. And we'll we, get into we that are, in just yes. a minute. Right? Um, but we have uh, 17 uh, today mm-hmm. um, and our max population is 32. Okay. So, you know, we're not a huge facility. We mm-hmm. are a little little bit over 50% population yeah. today. Okay. So let's talk about that regional aspect. So mm-hmm. a city like Winchester, you know, there's no way we could support no. or would it make sense for us to have our own facility. Um, so we partner with seven other jurisdictions here in northern Shenandoah Valley County, whatever. <laughs> and so this is really a regional collaborative. Do we get so we get kids coming in from as far away as? So so we serve six jurisdictions. Six jurisdictions. Yes. Okay. Um, we serve uh, Winchester City, mm-hmm. Frederick County, Clark County, Shenandoah County, Page County, Warren County, and that is that is our regional facility. Okay. Um, the 26 district CSU court service unit, um, serves Harrisonburg and Rockingham as well. Uh, but they have, um, Shenandoah Valley down in Stanton that they use. Okay. Got it. So these kids come from pretty far away. I mean, there, yes. there is, you know, the farthest is probably about an hour or so away. A little bit over an hour. Yeah. Uh, when you look at the far reaches of Page County. Yeah. Yeah. So they get they get a nicely regimented <laughs> yes. structured day. Yes. Uh, what? How long do we normally have uh, somebody in custody? A child in custody? Uh, good question. Or at the facility? I well, say. It, 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 that is a great question. Um, so length of stay has varied, mm-hmm. and uh, and it ebbs and flows. So mm-hmm. we 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 run two programs. We run a general population program uh, for all of the kids. Um, that are not sentenced into our postie program. Our postie okay. program is something completely different that we run. 
Um, and we, that is kids that are sentenced to us up mm-hmm. to 180 days. Okay. And that is, they have to be sentenced under a very specific code section mm-hmm. in order for them to spend that much time with us. Uh, so depending on how many kids we have in our, in our post program, um, are the amount of intakes that we have had over the past, I would say five years has decreased. However, the length of stay has increased. Okay. Um, so our, uh, our average length of stay, um, has been about 16 days. Oh, that's pretty um, well. now again, you know, that, that's not including our postie program. Oh, okay. That is not including our, our postie program. Um, and, and the, the amount of needs that the kids have has drastically increased hmm. over uh, the last five years. Even though we serve less residents, we serve uh, residents with more needs. Okay. What kind of needs? Mental health. Okay. Mental health and substance abuse um, hmm. has, has increased uh, drastically over the last five years. Hmm. So when we let their sentence is done, mm-hmm. so they're done with the JDC, mm-hmm. you know, what then? Like if these, you know, if they're with you for an average of 16 days mm-hmm. and let's say there is a mental health issue, obviously mm-hmm. you're not going to solve that in 16 days. Right. What kind of, you know, what steps are taken upon release to make sure that they're being released into some form of, you know, services, mm-hmm. programming to help them continue to heal? Okay. Um, so... We like to call that a, a continuum of services. Mm-hmm. And uh, if, if a child is, is new to the, uh, to, to the judicial um, arena, um, they might not be assigned a, um, a probation officer. Mm-hmm. The probation officer, along with um, uh, our mental health therapist mm-hmm. um, in, in the detention center, work... Uh, extremely hard and extremely close at getting those kids hooked mm-hmm. into services when they're released from us. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the times we also have to, we have to bring in other agencies, other local agencies, Northwestern community services, mm-hmm. a big one um, that we try to get them in with them so that when, when they're released, at least they will have some supports at home. Okay. Um, we try to tap into all kinds, you know, all kinds of different services in, mm-hmm. in the localities. Now, Winchester, uh, for the, the, the service providers, um, probably has the most resources, okay. um, in, in the areas that we serve. Uh, and, and so <clears throat> we do try very, very hard mm-hmm. at making sure, um, that if that child is on medications, that there is somebody that is following them. Um, that they go to their med- medication management appointments, mm-hmm. um, you know, even down to trying to se- secure transportation, hmm. because with juveniles, they have to they have to rely on somebody else a lot of the time yeah, yeah. to get them to those services. Whereas adults, you know, we we're we're on our own. Mm-hmm. Um, so so you know, probation, Northwestern Community Services, uh, private providers in the area. Mm-hmm. Um, really try hard at meeting the children one where they are mm-hmm. and number two making sure that those kids get their their needs met even after they are released from us yeah what is the most common misconception that people have about the jdc or any jdc really 
that are building smells. <laughs> of all the things. That's of, interesting. Of, of all the things. Uh, you know, and bef- it doesn't. Before, I've been there. Yeah, right. I, I can attest to it does not smell. So before I mean, it COVID, has a smell, well, but not a bad smell. Right. It's like you walk in and are like, oh, God, what's that smell? Mm, it right. smells clean. Right. Yeah. Uh, so before COVID, we did a lot of tours, mm-hmm. community tours. Yeah. Um, and we will, we will start to pick that up again. Yep. Um, we have one for Insight this year. Yes. Oh, nice. Uh, for the Insight group. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times when community groups come in, they, they come in and they're like, wow, it's clean mm-hmm. and it doesn't smell. Yeah. Um, and, and sometimes it's just really for the community. It's like, wow, I didn't even know we had a juvenile detention center mm-hmm. here. Um, so those are usually the two yeah. uh, misconceptions. One, that we even existed. And number two, that... It's it's very very clean and very well taken care of. Yeah, I would imagine it would be more of you're treating the kids like you see on TV. Yeah, I, yeah, they're not like in shackles, shuffling right. around, no. breaking rocks like this. Right. Is, you, now, granted, you guys are next door to the adult detention center. We are, which you know might make it seem a little more prison like. Right. Uh, and if you're in the facility itself, you know, I can say, yeah, it's. You're not going to confuse it for a hotel, right? It's <laughs> right. It's yeah. a detention center. Right. Let's, let's be honest, right? Um, but it's clean. There is a school there, and mm-hmm. when you, you when you walk around it, you can tell that yeah, this this is a secure facility, mm-hmm. no doubt. However, uh, there's a lot of programming. There's a lot of supports that go on inside the building. We do, and and we pride ourselves on. And, and we've had this f- philosophy ever since our first superintendent, ever since we opened, mm-hmm. we've had this philosophy. Mm-hmm. We are a detention center by nature. Mm-hmm. That's what we do. Yeah. We, 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 we're punitive by, by nature. Mm-hmm. However, uh, we teach our staff, uh, of which we have the most fantastic staff, um, mm-hmm. and, and in my opinion, um, than, than anyone in the state. There's 24 detention centers across the state of Virginia, and I would put up our, our staff. Yeah. Um, That's right, kids. Yeah. <laughs> coming to our JDC. That's right. That's you're, right. You're in for a treat. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> I hate to say it, but there are some kids that would rather be in the detention center than to go home or other placements. But I can imagine. We take a treatment mm-hmm. philosophy that we are going to try to get these kids the services uh, and, and whatever they need. However, we are also cognizant of the fact that these kids have victims in our communities, Mm -hmm. and we are not going to take these kids to baseball games Mm -hmm. and to, uh, um, you know, out to out out to dinner and and such. They ain't going to Chuck E. Cheese. We are no. We we are a. um, We have got to make sure that we maintain that balance Mm -hmm. of treatment, treating the kids with respect when they're in our facility, because some of them haven't been found guilty yet. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we, you know, you, yeah. you, you can't, you can't treat them like they are a common criminal because some of, of them haven't been found guilty. Yeah. So we have to, we have to strike that balance mm-hmm. of, um, being punitive by nature, mm-hmm. um, but also getting these kids what, what they, what they need. Yeah. And a lot of the times what they deserve. Yeah. And I would imagine they, I would I'd imagine actually for all of them that they leave better than when they came in. I would like yeah. to think that. Yes. I, and, I, you know, it, they all, they might not all go on to be, you know, doctors and lawyers and astronauts and whatnot, but at least for that average of 16 days, they're getting respect. They're getting in a, they're getting schooling. 
They're getting nutritious meals, regular meals, which many of yes. them may not be getting. Routine. Uh, they're getting a routine. Routine. They're getting structure. Structure. structure yeah, mm-hmm. people that care. Yes. So mm-hmm. how could you not be a little better off? And and granted, they're not there with their parents, but I mean, to be honest with you, their parents probably played a role in how they got to that point, possibly. So for some kids, this is a uh, you know, this is the only option for at least a limited period of time. Well. And what, what, what our staff do such a great job with mm-hmm. is they are the role models for these kids. And, and a lot of these kids come in and they have never had a positive mm-hmm. adult role model. And mm-hmm. I, I don't want to say never. They haven't had a consistent yeah. positive adult role model. Mm-hmm. And so by our staff just listening, mm-hmm. a lot of the times they can make that connection and I can't tell you how many times we have we have kids coming back just to say hello to the staff. Oh, good. We for have, that reason. Good. Okay, good, good. <laughs> well, we do have kids coming back uh, yeah. for not a good reason. However, kids showing up at the front door mm-hmm. saying, can I speak to so-and-so? Yeah. Can, calling in on holidays mm-hmm. saying, mm-hmm. I just want to wish you guys a happy Thanksgiving or a Merry yeah. Christmas. That's how much these kids wow. think about. I'm not saying all of them. Yeah. Um, but I would say the majority of them, mm-hmm. they, they make that connection with staff. Uh, and maybe that connection will get them to think. Yeah. And, you, you know, we're, like you said, we're mm-hmm. not going to change these kids in our 16 days, right? Mm-hmm. We're not going to even change a lot of the times these kids in 180 days. Because mm-hmm. if they're 16 years old and they've had 16 years of creating this criminal thinking, mm-hmm. we're not going to change that in 180 days. Yeah. But we're planting seeds. Yep. And, and with that uh, continuum of services, we hope mm-hmm. that, those, that those seeds can be nurtured mm-hmm. and that at some point those kids, will a light bulb will go off and be like, yeah. oh, that's what they've been trying to tell me for all these years. That's yeah. what they've been trying to tell me. Yeah. You mentioned Thanksgiving. So one last question. So what do kids do on Thanksgiving at the JDC? So they, they do get a meal, mm-hmm. um, and I'll be honest with you, the staff rave about their Thanksgiving, this Thanksgiving meal. We, right. we contract with the adult facility, so okay. they, they make all of our meals. Got it. Uh, and they absolutely rave about this Thanksgiving meal that they get hmm. and Christmas, so all the big holidays. Interesting. Um, and uh, we typically allow um, an extra phone call home so mm-hmm. that they can stay connected with their families. Yeah. Same with Christmas. Um, and we have a big uh, Christmas facility meeting mm-hmm. and uh, or holiday, I should say, a big holiday facility meeting. Mm-hmm. And um, we we usually have it catered and we invite the kids to come up as, as well mm-hmm. and, and join in with with and, and eat. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and boy, do they eat. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they, they certainly enjoy that. Nice. Yes. Nice. All right. Thanksgiving. We do a little something special on Thanksgiving. Yes. The holiday time. And I think that's important because even though, you know, they've done, they've done bad in many cases, or at least they're they're still kids. So it's a, um, it's a balance. I like the, I like the way you use that. It's it's a balance, making Mm -hmm. sure that they get the, the resources they need Mm -hmm. in order to hopefully plant some type of seed that might sprout in the future. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much. Thanks for coming in. Thank you. I appreciate it. I and and I you always were, and you were nervous. You were totally fine. <laughs> totally fine. We knew you would be. Well, 
I, I, I uh, yes, I, I, I don't necessarily like uh, this, this, the, the formal, this formal conversation. Mm-hmm. However, I certainly do enjoy talking about the detention center mm-hmm. and bragging on what we do there because mm-hmm. we do, we do phenomenal work. It's true um, at the detention center, and, um, and, and so it's this crazy thing where I'm kind of glad people don't know we're there because then that means we're doing our job. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank you for coming in. Thank you. Appreciate it. Erin was so nervous. She always gets so nervous. But she clearly fine. Totally smooth. So knowledgeable. I had zero doubt. I had enough conversations with Erin in my time here that I know exactly what I know exactly what I'm going to get. Which is why I keep asking her every year. Exactly. She is consistent. (laughs) She's thoughtful. She's coherent. Which I know that might sound like a a low bar, but I mean, we we do hire great people here. We we want them all to be thoughtful, intelligent, and consistent. so it's of course it's not going to change when we put a mic in front of her no and she's got a huge heart she's yeah. in it for the yeah. right reasons oh yeah oh yeah uh and that's a tough job oh gosh Real i could do tough it job no Mm-mm. no i'd be crying every day me too all right so uh, thanks for sticking around listening to part two of the rouse review the city works portion of the show uh next time we'll talk about we are going to talk about economic development community development oh it's right because we're the new guys coming all in. right mike ready the new community development guy Yes. Yes. Uh, but Rick, the new EDA guy, uh, he starts actually pretty soon, sometime in the next couple of yep. weeks. We'll talk to him soon, probably yes. in the next, uh, early next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what we'll have next time is Mike Ruddy. Community Development. Com- Director of Community Development. So he oversees all the planning and housing inspections and zoning stuff. Um, and he's also British, so you're going to get to hear somebody with an accent on the so show. Cool. We're going to yeah. class us up. <laughs> All right. Uh, stick around for that uh, next time. And uh, until then, we'll see you around City Hall.